0: Welcome to, You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Are you a startup wearable company? Don't know where quite to go from here? Well, you have the questions, and Spectrum Ergonomics has the answers. Go to our company website at www.spectrumergonomics.com and click on the link. Wearables. There you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to packaging and Beyond. Well, I want to welcome you back to another podcast, and um, today's show is really very special. Not only do we have a special guest, but we have three. Special guest, so this is a a first for the podcast. So I'm I'm very excited about this. Um, these three individuals are are going to basically give you an idea of what we've only hinted at in podcasts with one guest, one very special guest, where we talk about that they work as a collaborative team, but we never get to meet those other people in the team. They don't get to, to speak because I'm just with one guest. But but these three individuals um, are just starting to now do their work together at MIT, and um, I had a really nice talk with them earlier, and uh really wanted to have them on. So without any further ado, I'm going to have them each introduce themselves and talk a bit about their background and how they got interested in wearables, and uh, we'll go from there. OK, guys, take it away.
1: All right. Well, hello, I'm Asta. I'm a mechanical engineer, musician, avid admirer of nature, not necessarily in that order. And I just started my graduate studies at the Media Labs um, in fall 2021. Prior to this, I worked for a couple of years in R&D at a medical device company based in Providence, Rhode Island. And over there, I did some um, engineering and design development for a range of products, from extracorporeal ventilation systems to radio frequency cautery devices. Uh, My undergrad degree was in mechanical engineering, which I did um, at a school called Bits Pilani in India. And then I jumped straight uh, to a master's at UC Berkeley in bioengineering. I'm super excited about, you know, harvesting the black and white quantitative insights that is afforded by the engineering disciplines to solve the more nebulous problems in the gray especially in the area of uh, physical and mental health.
2: Hi, my name is Zikra Ifteh I'm a textile engineer and I completed my bachelor in textile engineering from Bangladesh University of Textiles. As you all know, Bangladesh is known as one of the largest exporters of ready-made garments in the world. So after my graduation, I decided to start a business in RMG and set up a small garment factory with around 200 machines. However, unfortunately, I couldn't inject enough liquid assets into my business and ended up making a loss. So after that loss, I decided to pursue higher studies in value textile products. And for that, I decided to move to Canada and where I did my master's in biosystems engineering and started working at Boeing Canada. But after a short period of time, while working over there, I developed a strong passion for learning the global fashion and textile supply chain business model, model. So, for that reason, I left Boeing and joined as an assistant buyer at a Canadian fashion company that sells their own branded products through 123 uh, around 123 retail stores in Canada. So, I enjoyed the job and learned a lot about budgeting, product designing, dealing offshore, vend- uh, like dealing with offshore vendors, importing the products into Canada from Asia and US and selling them through our retail and online stores. So uh, I enjoyed that job, but later on I decided, okay, it's it's time for me to move on. And last summer I joined at MIT Media Lab as, and started my graduate studies. And my research focus currently lies in developing microfabricated sensors and transducers for wearable applications.
3: Um, thanks, Ikhra, and thanks, Jeff, for having us. Um, I'm Jason Ho and um, I have been interested in, in wearables you know, since reading science fiction and uh, fantasy novels as a kid, and I've always thought about you know, how will these devices be used by humans. Um, and so wearables and by extension implantables were, was kind of the theme of what I wanted to do entering undergrad um, at UC Berkeley. And there I studied electrical engineering and bioengineering and found a lab that um, called the Maharbi's Lab, where I could investigate brain implants. So that was um, a deeper dive into the area, but I kind of saw the whole um, theme as, you know, learning how to use materials, electronics, and systems um, that can seamlessly interface with humans. So um, I then um, pursued that a little further after graduating at Neuralink, um, which is a company developing brain implants for uh, paralysis patients um, in hopes to help them regain some function um, controlling devices or um, some of their bodily functions again. Um, and then now I'm, I've ended up at the media lab where I'm you know, still looking at uh, devices for humans um, in the forms of wearables and implantables um, and using the technology um, and materials that our lab develops.
0: Okay well I want to thank you all for the introduction and uh, just for the uh, for the audience sake I I um I have nicknamed these three the, the tech trio um, <laughs> because uh we, we take a look at wearables and uh, this was a really unique opportunity when I first talked with them some time back that the their early stages here at, at MIT that they're at right now um there's there's a lot of enthusiasm a lot of a lot of energy um and they come they come from um technical backgrounds but they're very uh, uh, backgrounds that they're very applicable to to wearables and I thought that was very interesting that the, the three of them are working together so um what as far as the three of you together what are some of the things that you're working on collaboratively right now and how are you working on that collaboratively? Are you, are you working out through the computer? Are you calling each other periodically? Are you meeting in the lab periodically? Give, give us, give the audience a sense of how did you three come together and what are some of the common things that you're working on right now? I, I know it's early on that you just basically are, you know, getting started in, in the lab, but what are some of the things that you're working on or, or want to collaborate on?
3: Yeah, um, I think. You know, one great aspect of that is that our lab is is very interdisciplinary in the sense that we have a textile engineer, a um, mechanical engineer, and a bioengineer like, on face value working together. But we're actually, you know, each using each other's disciplines in um, making devices that can be worn daily. So for example, we're, you know, working on sensors that Um, can monitor gait and that can monitor well-being of of skin and of tissue. Um, And we see those all as like parts of a biological system that we can make different devices for that can work together. Um, So uh, we can get into the specifics of our projects, but I I think that's kind of the theme that relates all of them.
1: Yeah, and I think what's really interesting about the Media Labs is that they're sort of compulsively anti-disciplinary it's uh, the whole idea or the notion of you know uh being very faithful to your discipline is obviously a beautiful one when you're starting out at school but at this point um i think the media lab sort of attracts people from different backgrounds who are sort of unafraid to explore realms outside of their own expertise and I think on a daily basis, uh, as a mechanical engineer, I am dabbling in electronics and using oscilloscopes and sometimes thinking about chemicals and different materials. It's really um, a, a sort of environment that encourage you, encourages you to uh, break out of your comfort zone and just reel in all the different aspects of science as if it was one singular entity
2: let me share my story like how like i got interested in wearables and how my fellow colleagues are helping me out first of all um, i remember that in at one christmas in canada that i found one of my colleagues who was buying ugly christmas sweaters that had embedded leds on them and was selling to the canadians and i got surprised that those product categories sold very well and they made great margins and great profits soon I realized that people are not afraid of putting electronics on their bodies. So I decided to pursue higher study in this field and learn more about electronics so that I can combine my my expertise uh, with textiles, um, in textiles with electronics, right? So since Media Lab is anti-disciplinary and that um, uh, always encourages us to uh, explore other fields, outside our field of expertise. And uh, that's why I thought it, It's the best choice for me to come and study at Media Lab. And here I found my great colleagues, Asta and Jason. I'm learning from them. I'm learning the mechanics from Asta and the basics of electronics for medical applications like uh, from Jason. We all three, we we, we, we together took some courses last fall that helped us understanding in designing uh, bioelectronics devices for monitoring, uh, you know, health of humans. Uh, so I would say that's how we got interest. Uh, we all like blended our areas of expertise and started brainstorming what we can all three do together in coming in, in coming days.
0: Okay, big question: How did you three meet up? I, I didn't. I, I would assume this was not a cocktail party uh, back in September at, you know, um, you met down at, I used to live in Boston. So I I do know some of the landmarks, but um, you know, I, I, I'm sure you just didn't, you weren't hanging out on the Boston common and, you know, you're, you're walking along and, you know, people are talking Go, Hey, let's get together. How did the three of you come, come together? Uh, I mean, MIT is not a small campus. It's, it's not a large one either, but how did you come to meet to be able to, to, to collaborate like you are?
1: we're all part of the same lab it's called the conformable decoders and um, the expertise of the lab is in material science and designing flexible sensors so i think all through last year the three of us were being interviewed by our advisor and um, i think some of us met before we even came to the lab and it was like super exciting i once i found out i got into the lab i looked up jason and Ikra, and saw their backgrounds and was super excited to get to know them because I knew of the interesting places they'd worked at before. But yeah, on a day to day basis, we're at the lab every day, having lunch together, and working in the clean room together. It's um, a super collaborative environment.
3: I think yeah, like furthermore, we are in a cohort together with uh, about 20 other students um, in the media lab. And, you know, they have backgrounds that range from human-computer interaction to robotics. So uh, a whole handful of people, but we see each other often and kind of feel as if we're part of a a group.
2: (laughs) Also to add on that, I remember that even before coming uh, here at the lab and like during during summer or fall, our supervisor had us you know, join in the weekly meetings, monthly meetings, weekly meetings, by that. And so through those platforms, we also had the opportunity to interact with each other. Like I got to know Asta, Jason, and that's also, that also helped us in, you know, uh, building a good bond uh, among, uh, like, among three of us.
0: It sounds to me as though the three of you are also very open-minded because, when you you get your bachelor's degree of course um, you're all gung ho about your your background that you've already gone through whatever it might be, and then you move into masters and you feel like wow i'm really going to just really get more narrowed down here but this sounds like the three of you in the narrowing down process you i know it sounds funny, but it sounds like you then you you were starting to look more outward like there's more There's more of this than just what I'm looking at. This is a part of a bigger picture. So it seems like the three of you learned fairly early on that there's a big picture out there. And you can be a part of that big picture with some other people. Is that a fair assessment?
1: Right. I think that's one big thing that bonds the three of us. I think all of us have had industry experience outside of school for a couple of years And that really uh, the pros and cons of that got us thinking about, you know, where our interests and uh, creative ideas might be better pursued. And I think all three of us independently might have had phases where we did consider both academia and industry as a feasible option, and then realized the sort of creative and, and intellectual freedom you would be afforded if you went back to school. And that's what I think brought all three of us back here and we are very excited, you know, with the creative leeway that you get in a lab as opposed to at a corporate job.
3: I, I think to add to that, you know, um, we, uh, oops, yeah, we we've also I think the best is yet to come. In that, you know, we are have only been working together for four or five months, and um, we're already coming up with great ways of, of putting the, uh, our disciplines of together. And I think we all notice kind of a shortfall in industry where um, maybe kind of cutting edge sensor technologies aren't being incorporated into you know things that are easily worn like a garment or sweatshirt, or um, there's always a missing aspect of the system, whether it came to the electronics integration or just like the considerations of how it, it can be used. Um, in a scalable and and daily format. Um, So I think that's kind of the area where we want to keep going. And and I think the best is yet to come from us.
1: Yeah, I think Ikra has some great experience with um, working with vendors and trying to reconcile the different interests of, you know, textile experts and engineering um, professionals. So perhaps he could share his take on that.
2: I think you guys already shared a lot, and I would echo with both of you. But I would like to add one thing: like being open minded Like, I, I think we all should have this open mindedness because it's a it's a very good quality in in a person because it helps you to think critically and you know to think rationally as well. And that's uh, that's in, encourages you to to listen what other people is saying and come up with. Uh, with, with new ideas and integrate them in, in in your field or in your in your products right so yes i'm very happy that uh, even like when i was working with different vendors a few vendors from india a few vendors from china and even from u.s like uh i like we had to practice that culture of open-mindedness while because you know there are a lot of cultural differences while, while i was talking with them dealing with them i had to uh, make sure that you know I talk in their own language, right? So open-mindedness really helped me uh, in dealing with my vendors and cope up with all the challenges. And again, like I think we all three share the same um, trait of being open-minded people, and uh, that's why we we sit very often and always brainstorm what we can come up with. I know that Jason has a great passion. Uh, to form a startup so and and like he's very much open-minded with 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 his ideas as well
0: a a follow-up question to that a little bit about what each of you have just just discussed do you the three of you think you'd be where you are at right now if you did not have business experience experience outside of academia business within a particular industry would you see yourself? Would you think you'd be where you're at right now if you didn't? If you did not have that?
2: For me, I, I see. I I I said that no. I I don't see myself here if I didn't have the industry experience, uh, because you know we often hear about two extremities: people who would like to build a career in acad- academic, and people who would like to build their career in industries, right? But I think in my case, in even all in our cases, like industry helped us, um, like helped us to discover that we still need to know more to pursue our dreams and and to come up. and, and like, For example, I also would like to form a startup like Jason, but to do that, I need to have exposure to the cutting edge technologies or what I can do with the existing technologies, right? Which sometimes the industry may or may not offer. For that, uh, it's a better choice for me to come to academia and get knowledge and then go back to industry again. So I'd, I'd say that uh, like being in the industry really helped me pursue my dream and set my pathway, like what I should do now and what I should do after uh, my academia or after a certain period of time.
1: Yeah, I think we got really lucky because the industry gives you like the big picture idea of things. And then coming here where you have access to all of these little modules of technology, we can sort of fill in the gaps that we saw with the industry and be really bold and forthcoming in what we can land in terms of, you know, large airplanes flying around in terms of very exciting and groundbreaking ideas, but also ground them in like a reality because you understand um, the immediate needs of um, the population and the society. And how can you quickly fill those gaps using um, the brilliant ideas and um, pieces of technology that students at uh, a lab are building?
3: Yeah, I, I totally agree with Ikra and Asla. And I, I think like we are kind of in a position in this program where most of us have come from this industry background, at least a little bit. And um, a lot of us share, uh, you know, just problems that we've seen in maybe uh, in innovation in industry or like in um Filling the gaps, so to speak. Um, I'm trying to think of a specific example, but um, like in in our lab, we are uniquely situated in that we can build, you know, devices such as an ultrasonic imager, and that requires um, materials that are novel and and sensors that are new, and then also all the data acquisition systems to you know put the image together and, and see what we're seeing. So. Um, that is like front to end um, kind of industry has elucidated like what roles are needed in between those two objectives and, and, um, and, and like research environment is just like a sandbox so we're given all the tools just to uh, make it happen and so I think we all come in with that vision of wanting to com- connect complex things and, and put multiple skills to use in that regard so um, yeah, it's a great perspective to have coming into um, back into graduate school.
1: I think Jason put it beautifully. And uh, another thing I'd like to share about the Media Labs is that we do have a lot of member companies who sponsor our research. So our research isn't blinded or, you know, um, sort of in the dark about what's actually going out uh, going on out there in the real world. We're constantly interfacing with big, um, tech giants and hearing about the problems that they're facing in their, um, innovation sectors. And we get a chance to hear those problems and then brainstorm different ways of solving them using science and social science sometimes, and different kinds of crafts and technologies.
2: I think at Media Lab there, like Media Lab is quite unique in its structure. Uh, Like I have been, like I studied in two different institutes in Canada. Uh, So what differentiates Media Lab from different other institutes? I would say like uh, there are less constraints in Media Lab to explore ideas. For example, the sky is the limit in Media Lab. You have an idea, share share it with your supervisor, and most of the time they Will allow you to pursue that idea. And if it takes time, the Media Lab will allow you to take that extension. So, there are, and sometimes these, uh, we don't get these uh, uh, freedom in industries. Uh, the constraints are typically higher, the barriers are typically higher. So, sometimes academia is the best choice uh, to pursue. Your dreams of forming a startup or pursue your dreams of uh, exploring new ideas.
0: Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear. Sensor, Fashion, Exoskeleton, Robotics, and Mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.SpectrumErgonomics.com for more information. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website www.spectrumergonomics.com I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology. And may you wear it well.